the VO Meter, measuring your voiceover progress. Whether you're a veteran voice actor, just starting out, or don't even know how to set a level, we're here to help you avoid the pitfalls along your voiceover path to success. The VO Meter is brought to you by Voice Actor Websites, Voice123, Studio Bricks, Global Voice Acting Academy, JMC Demos, and Sennheiser. The Video Meter is produced in part using Source Connect, made by source-elements.com. And now, your hosts, Paul Stefano and Sean Daly. Walgreens, because it's flu season, and you live in a place with doorknobs and handrails and, you know, people. We tried booking a vacation rental on one of those other websites. They don't always tell you everything. The stars take it to the red carpet. We are back live from the red carpet. California leads the way for change in America, and so does Kamala Harris. Rated M for Mature. Claire Redfield. And who exactly are you? So, yeah, what hashtag should I use to describe a grown man in a tuxedo wrestling a goat? And prior to 1933, many of them belonged to a variety of political parties that were now outlawed in Germany. This is the story of how Q got curly. Quinn was crazy about curls. Curly fries, curly straws, curly-haired dogs. Hey, Jay Michael here. Thanks for listening to the VO Meter Podcast. It's one of my favorites. If you're looking for a great demo like the ones you just heard, check out jmcdemos.com for more information. Hey, everyone. Studio Bricks designs and creates the highest-performing portable sound isolation booths. Our professionally perfected acoustics enhances your performance and takes your recordings to their maximum quality from your home studio. Forget about managing noise conflicts with your neighbors and family. Pursue your passion for voiceover on your own time and on your own terms. How many times does this happen to you? You're listening to the radio when this commercial comes on, not unlike this one, and this guy starts talking, not unlike myself. Or maybe it's a woman that starts talking, not unlike myself, and you think to yourself, geez, I could do that. Well, mister, well, missy, you just got one step closer to realizing your dream as a voiceover artist because now there's Global Voice Acting Academy. All the tools and straight-from-the-hip, honest information you need to get on a fast track to doing this commercial yourself. Well, not this one exactly. Classes, private coaching, webinars, home studio setup, marketing and branding help, members-only benefits like workouts, rate and negotiation advice, practice scripts, and more. All without the kind of hype you're listening to right now. Go ahead, take our jobs from us. We dare you. Speak for yourself, buddy. I like what I do. And you will, too, when you're learning your craft at Global Voice Acting Academy. Find us at globalvoiceacademy.com. Because you like to have fun. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this very special edition of the VO Meter. We have a treat for you tonight. I had this crazy idea of trying to find out if we could gain from the community out there and these experts that we have on this panel an idea of which microphone is good enough for voiceover, first of all, and then secondly, if you're fortunate to have microphones of varying quality, maybe have what some people call the so-called industry standard, if you can tell the, we can have our panel of experts here tell the difference between those microphones. So we have volunteers that submitted samples of them reading sample copy from sponsor voiceactorwebsites.com's script library. It's a piece from 3Com. And they all read the same piece with first a microphone they would consider entry level and or maybe even a cheap mic. And then what they would consider a really high value mic or what some people call an industry standard. So think 
AT2020 versus a TLM103 or a uh, Neumann U87 versus a Rode NT1. We're going to do this first blind because each of these people have told me the microphones, but I haven't told any of our panelists. So we're going to do it blind, see it first what the, the experts think of the microphones, and then we'll do it again once we go over the list and see if we can stump anybody to see if they cannot tell the difference between these two mics on each of these actors. So with that, Sean, why don't you uh, introduce our host or our panel? All right. Thanks. Thanks, Paul. Well, our panel really doesn't need an introduction, but for the benefit of our listeners, we'll go ahead and do one anyways. We have NAVA president, voice actor, and audio engineer Tim Friedlander. And from the VOBS podcast, we have George Whittem and Dan Leonard. Thanks, everyone, for coming today. Hey. Hello, hello. And then by way of transparency, Sean has also not heard these samples. So he is also participating as, as an expert. And hopefully we can stump, <laughs> Quote unquote, we can stump the host of the show as well. We'll see. So before we get started, does anyone want to introduce their, their uh, services or uh, anything they want to plug? We'll do this at the end as well. But because we're all here uh, of our own free time and volunteering, I want to give everybody a chance to just sort of talk a little bit more about themselves if they want to. If not, we'll just jump right into the meat and potatoes. I don't really care. Talk about myself? Are you kidding me? You're giving me an opportunity to George, talk about go. myself? Why yeah, would yeah. I not talk don't about Don't give him half an hour here. I mean... <laughs> um, well, as uh, as many of you may know, we have this little company called GeorgeD.Tech, and uh, it's all designed around supporting the voiceover industry as well as podcast and media production. And uh, our slogan over there is performer-friendly techs, and that's what we are. And uh, it's great, actually, that two of the panelists today are part of the team, um, Tim Friedlander and Dan Leonard. Both of them are actually on our emergency support phone system. They're very brave for doing this, but it means that they can be reached at almost any hour. It's up to them to answer the phone, obviously, by a dispatch service and can be reached for technical emergencies. So if you got that job that if you lose it, well, you, you lose some serious cash. You have a way to get that help through us. So that's what we do at George the Tech, as well as designing studios and all kinds of other cool stuff. That's me, and that's us. That's us, yeah. And uh, I'm Dan Leonard. Yep, there's, uh, I forgot to mention, president of worldvoices.org, uh, where we're making some big changes and really trying to uh, catch up, and we're going to rebrand ourselves a little bit to make ourselves very specific in what we're, we're trying to do for the voiceover community. And, uh, and I am also the home studio master. If you need help with your home studio, want to learn from the ground up how to do it, that's what I'm there for, homevoiceoverstudio.com. And I'm one of George Tech's techs, so I'm here for that. And so, yeah, you get a chance to you can reach one, one of the three of us. Well, actually, maybe not George for the emergency stuff, but Dan and I will be available oh, yeah. uh, as best we can. So, yeah. What no, are I'm, you up to? <laughs> um, you know, voice and video games is what we've been doing a lot this year. Um, fortunately, I've been doing that in the studios. You know, run, run the Soundbox Studios. We've got uh, we're partnering with uh, Tennessee Voiceover Studio to have Nashville um, Soundbox Nashville to provide a voiceover specific studio in Nashville. Cool. Um, starting at the beginning of the year, which would be nice. There are no um, voiceover specific studios in actual downtown Nashville, so we'll be um, partnering with Christy, which would be nice to be able to send send actors there and. Uh, Three studios here in LA now, so we're um, fully up and running. Um, new studio in Woodland Hills has a nice big ADR stage that'll be uh, um, up and running by the end of the week, I suppose. Hopefully, wow! So, 
And so, yeah, love that. And just uh, keeping busy, keeping the studios going. The strike didn't help, but uh, we're getting back into <laughs> getting back into things. So, Well, thanks for all the introductions, everybody. I wanted to give you a chance to plug yourselves because why else would you be here? <laughs> so I appreciate all the information. <laughs> but let's get to the fun part. So we have, uh, as I mentioned, eight different voice actors from around the country. They're all U.S.-based uh, in this case because they're the people that volunteered. But we have first Cherie Bite, who's based in New York City. Rex Anderson, who is actually in, here with me in Baltimore, Maryland. Bob Johnson, who's in Reston, Virginia. Lisa Costello, who's in the Bay Area of California. Ken Foster, who's in the Poconos of Pennsylvania. Marisha Tapera, who's based just outside Washington, D.C. Mike Norgard, who is based in Dallas, Texas. And Brad Highland, who is in, I believe, Columbia, Maryland. He recently moved. I don't know if I have the exact city right, but he's also based in Maryland. So we're going to play in that order. And again, it's a blind test at first they'll, they'll read one clip from either their so-called entry-level mic or it might be their dream slash industry standard mic you can tell us if you know which one is which so it'll be back to back and again they're both scripts uh, from the voice actor website script library in this case a 3com e-learning piece so everybody ready ready you sound enthused all right <laughs> let's, do it. let's do it let's do it get into my hands come on here we go here comes sheree bta at 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. All right, so first of all, which one is the more expensive one? And secondly, any guesses as to which either of those mics are? Not yet. Call on us or... Uh... <laughs> no. <laughs> well, They're both the really good, one, right? The first one was a brighter different. sound. Yeah. The second one was a bit of a flatter, darker sound. Mm -hmm. Was the second one a Cinco D2? Yes. Yes, it was. <laughs> well done. Yeah. Since, you, since you nailed it, we have, to give it, we have to give it away. Yes, yes, it yeah. was. All right, so, so that's the more entry-level one. What was that coming about $199? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that one's a really flat mic. It's, Every yeah. time I hear it, I'm like, wow, that's a flat mic. Yeah. And I'm never really sure if that's good or bad, because here's the thing. We are so accustomed to the signature sound of a Sennheiser 416, mm. or that the mic with a brighter top end that has like a lift to it, you know, like a pre we're so used to it, right? I mean, we've all been hearing that character, that signature for so long. So whenever you, when you lose the top end, now it sounds dull, but maybe that's actually the more accurate sound, right? So it's a weird thing to judge, right? But if that's the, that's obviously the $200 mic, the other one's gotta be the more expensive one. I mean, it'd be, it would be weird to compare it to anything other than a Sennheiser 416, but so I'm going to guess the first one was the Sennheiser 416. It is. Yeah, it's a 416 versus a Cinco D2. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I, found the, I found the 416 just a little bit more sibilant. Although yeah, yeah, I was going to agree with was, that one, yeah. Yeah. Just, it was just, right on the edge. Just, like, like yeah. if you could find the perfect baby yep. of those two mics, yeah. right? Would, would you guys think, like, yeah. the, the middle... 
intersection yeah, I, of those two would be better. I, I agreed. I mean, I, I felt even it, it seemed like maybe and it could have just been, you know, I know we're still on Zoom. Um, oh, yeah. Did we get all of the, the settings? It felt the first one seemed felt to me. It just seemed a little compressed. And that just may have been on the, you know, may have been the Zoom. But, and I even, you know, I always think whenever I compare a 416 against anything else, the 416 always sounds thin to me. It always said because, because it's a little bit brighter. So it's really hard to do them back to back because the, the, the Cinco, as you listen to it, it, if in comparison to the 416, you kind of, since you pulled that high end harshness out of it, it almost feels a little bit more comforting. And as you said, it's a little bit, a little bit more nat- neutral and flat. But, you put that into a session, and depending on the project, it's going to fit right in on what they need. The Cinco may end up being, may end up being too dark for that session. It's hard to tell, you know. But yeah, something in between those two would be would be good. Dan, would yeah. you? I mean, yeah. would you would you take the brighter mic and want to flatten it, or would you take the flatter mic and want to add some I trouble? If it's if it's really flat and really dull, you got to add a little bit to it. You know, but just a, a little bit of low end, and and then tweak the high end a little bit, you know, either up or down, depending on how how sibilant it is. And uh, you know, the the difference between those two mics, I mean, it was I wouldn't call it stark, but it's certainly you could tell the difference between them. Yeah, they, they are. Yeah, and interestingly, the Cinco is is very often said in the same breath as a replacement or stand-in, but they are sound wise quite different from each yeah. other they may look the same yeah you know they may have a similar shape and everything but they definitely don't sound the same which is i'm glad we got um, that's a really great one to start with because yeah. that lets everybody hear they truly are different and if you guys didn't hear the difference then this would be a good time to maybe clean out your ears well yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> check your headset yeah. try different better headphones or just yeah. spend some time listening this is going to be an awesome resource for a lot of people to improve their listening skills. So, yeah. yeah, that was a great way to start. What do you think, Sean? Any comments, party comments on Sheree? Yeah, it's just was really, um, like, good. unforgiving with mouth clicks and stuff like that. So yeah. that's what I was yeah. listening for. But <laughs> Yeah, interesting thing about Sheree, I know she's taken that Cinco, or I know they've taken that Cinco on the road and recorded um, with that a lot inside a portable solution. So maybe... They're used to addressing that one more, and this 416 hasn't been used as much. I don't know for sure. I'd have to ask, but I know they booked a lot of work on that Cinco, so kudos. Yeah, yeah. All right, so let's move on to, let's see. I want to make sure I have one that's a little bit different. Okay, so we're going to move on to Rex Anderson, and here we go with Rex. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. All right. Pretty stark as well. I was going to say that I mean, was pretty yeah. stark. Actually, yeah. Pretty stark. <laughs> Any guesses as to which microphone he's using? Either either read. Uh, I don't, you know, the the first one sounded like, it sounded to me like a U87 minus a lot of the muffle in the mid in the mid range of that. It was a little bit more brighter version of a U87. Definitely felt fuller. It felt more like a large condenser. But I'm not, you know, I'm not, it could, it could, it could have been a Rode NT1. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. um, but it but it didn't it didn't sound as bright. The NT ones I'm used to hearing, 
um, at least, well, no, I, sorry, I take that back. The NT1As I'm used to hearing is fairly bright on, you know, almost sometimes pretty harsh on that top end. Oh, yeah. Um, so it, 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 it could be an NT1 or um, something along those lines. It makes what me I was think hearing. of like the AT4047 because it's got like a mm. pleasant mid range, but it's kind of rounded and smooth. So, mm. like, that's mm. where I'm sitting. Mm. That's kind of that mid range nice. 500 to 700. I haven't heard think, that George? mic enough, but that's a great. The forty forty seven is a great mic. Mm, I just yeah. haven't heard it enough to really like have an impression yeah. of the way it sounds. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I was thinking one hundred three or NT one kind of area ballpark. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was thinking. Could, the could first be one. and the second one. I don't know what that was, but it wasn't great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the second one sucked, but yeah, it's, yeah, I would have said the same thing. It's definitely a, a tube mic. The first one, uh, it could be any studio condenser mic. You know, but when you start, it was a tube. I think it was a tube mic. Yeah, I think that was a tube. It mic. has like a like oh. a, kind of a shimmer. That's right. Yeah, and that's and, and that's you know, and I was thinking U eighty seven or or one hundred three. Definitely a, a German uh, mic of some sort or Austrian. Okay, yeah. so because everyone has been so verbose, and I, I don't see that not continuing. I'm just going to spill the beans. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to spill the beans on each of these as we hear them. Then we can talk more okay, about whether they're good fit or or when to use a certain mic. So. Rex's first read was actually a 416 also. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, there you go. Now, yep. I, I do know about Rex's studio that he does not record in a booth. He records in an open room that he's treated quite heavily. So maybe that hmm. makes a difference in the way it's being received. But it Sounds definitely was nice. a 416. No, oh, I love that open room sound when you have yeah, the yeah. ability to have that space around you. is that's so ideal. And the second one was an SM58. Oh, <laughs> uh, there you go. Yeah, that would explain okay. a whole lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. You know, those are like the blank <laughs> canvas of microphones. I mean, <laughs> right. you could EQ it to sound pretty decent, but uh, yep, yeah, yep, it's yep. A far, far cry. Yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to mix that in. He said he had that. He's a, he's a singer as well. Performs in a band, so he has a, okay. a, probably a whole locker full of SM58. So I was like, why not? Let's let's see what that sounds like together. I had That's a college great. professor who wanted to prove that you, SM58 could be used on anything, and he had the students mic the entire band with a 58. So like the whole drum kit, everything. Oh yeah, just yeah. as like a little, you know, yeah. learn how to use a mic kind of experiment. It was pretty cool. Well, and I, th- I think this is actually a great. You know, since we had the two four four sixteens back to back, I think it's something that you know that that, that I that I took from Dan a long time ago, which is the right mic is the right mic for you. And this mic, you know, the four sixteen, it sounds. It's, it's. I think you're right, Dan. It sounded like. I was right there with you. It sounded, I think we all picked it as being something different. So it's, his voice on that mic in that space sounds exactly like something you would need, which, which you know, Dan, I took that from you a long time ago and it changed my whole thought process on thinking is that you got to hear, you know, if the right mic is the right mic, it's the right mic. It doesn't matter what the cost is on this or the space or whether you think a 416 is going to be too bright or too sibilant or something. You know, if it works for you, it works for you, which is great. So And he was and he was pretty close to it, too. I mean, you can't. Yeah, you could. You could yeah from back here you've got to be yeah. you know, right on top of it and yep. and that's yeah, yeah. the way you know the way sean has it there he's got with the pop screen on it you got to be fairly close and it was that's why i got thrown off with the low end down there yeah and, and we and we all heard the same thing and i i mean i i still even thinking back on it i i wouldn't i still wouldn't peg that as a 416 i don't think if i were to hear it again as in you know the that i would hear that as a 416 so that goes to the space he's in it goes to the use you know so mm-hmm. really nice all right, moving on. So our next victim, I mean volunteer, is Bob Johnson. And here are his two reads. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. 
At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. These are all too different. I mean, they were... <laughs> yeah, just a bit. Dramatically yeah. different sounding. Again, the first one being the bit high-fire, high, more high-fi sound, more articulate. The second one being much flatter, more bandpass, so like it doesn't have much top, doesn't have much bottom. The first one wasn't awesome either, especially comparing it to the first two reads we heard today. It just it didn't have a, a nice full, not boomy, but it didn't have a full low end. It just sounded thin as a low yeah. end. So I, and, I wasn't and, like loving either mic in that case. I, right there with you, I, and, it, and it also picked up. There's a lot more mouth noise. You heard a lot more of the of the mouth noise in that first one. So whatever it was is picking up a lot of that. It's kind of again, kind of the same thing as you mix these first two. I kind of I kind of liked the I kind of I liked the 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 tone almost of the first one where you heard that if we could get rid of that mo the mouth noise on there, or again kind of brighten up or whatever with the the flatter version of number two. If you can do something with there to make that a little clearer, a little crisper, a little more full. But yeah, neither, neither one of them were were ideal for for the voice you know yeah so yeah i i the first one i thought was some lower end condenser mic you know like maybe maybe a 3035 or something along those lines um or okay. 2020 yeah, yeah, or, yeah well yeah. It, it, it could have been a 2020 the, the 3035 is just sounds a little bit better and the second one i thought was really muddy and whatever that is i wouldn't use it yeah john any thoughts yeah, very different. I'm like, is the other one a dynamic or even like a headset or gaming mic? <laughs> it sounded yeah, very yeah, different. Exactly. Yeah. It's like it um, sounded like it was right up next to their mouth. Yeah, right? exactly. And and the first one, like we said, wasn't wasn't ideal. It was it, to me, it felt bottom heavy but hollow. You know, like missing some some of the like clarity and, and some mm. presence. But yeah, so again, the other one's just was perplexing. It's almost like <laughs> yeah, like an old web conferencing mic. You know. <laughs> So just because I happen to know, I'll tell you that Bob records in a Gretsch Ken booth that I found for him on Craigslist. So that might color the sound a bit, as opposed to someone who's in an open room. And his two mics, the first one was an AKG 414. Oh, okay. And the second, really? yeah, AKG 414. And the second uh, was a that. Cinco okay. D2. Yeah, that Cinco, again, it's that, it's just kind of just this flatness that doesn't, I guess maybe it's a good blank canvas, but I don't know if... You got to really know how to work with it, I guess. You know, yeah, with a four fourteen, of course, it depends on how he yeah. has set up because it's got mm -hmm. patterns, it's got yeah. a yeah. lot of a lot of adjustments to it. So yeah, it's yeah. Not, maybe he had the high or the low cut switch on that thing turned on to the higher yeah. setting. So there's like a maybe a forty. There's like three settings on that mic. It's got a lot of switches. It's, it's got, got a lot. lot of, yeah, there's a it's lot good. of settings. It has uh, <laughs> yeah. multiple so. polar patterns, right? Doesn't got it? at least yeah. eight. If, yeah. yeah, it's got so quite Bob, a few. Try the figure. <laughs> there's so yeah. many things going on. That's the thing. Like yeah. unless you're comparing that against another of the same mic with different oh, settings, yeah. it's very hard to know whether the mic itself was the issue or what. Let's yeah. just chalk yeah. that one up as being a mic of such a pedigree of that mic. Yeah. It may have just been set up a little bit wrong. Yeah, George, you and I have talked about how the, the figure eight can be a secret weapon in a small booth. So, Bob, give that a try. Turn on the figure eight on the AKG 414 and see if that helps. Try that, too. Yeah, try that, too. All right, coming up next, we have Lisa Costello. I will tell you right off the bat, I don't know what her studio is like, so this will be more blind for me. But here is Lisa's two reads, and let me know what you think. 
At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. All right, now you're challenging us a little bit more. Wow, these okay. are more similar. Yeah. These sound really close yeah. to me. They're more similar. Well, I, uh, I don't know. It was weird. The very first word out of her mouth, the second mic, mic sounded weird. I don't know what was going on. Yeah, I, the, the same thing. I had like it almost sounded like it was phasing or something. It was almost yeah, like a little. It was, but it, it went away. But yeah. yeah, I mean, you could you could hear the configuration of her studio that it was a little larger, or it just wasn't acoustically treated right. But it, you know, the first one, you know, I thought it was a little bright. The first one, you know, and then compared to the second one, it was. Yeah, I'm like, what on earth is that? Yeah, that's that's a cheap mic, whatever it is. And if it's not, maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, it yeah might, that, could, that could have been a 2020. And and maybe it was proximity. They, I mean, it was sort of a natural sound, but it sounded maybe that she was a little far away from the microphone. I was going to say that too. Yeah, on the yeah, second one, maybe a couple. Yeah. Well, the first, it was everything. So the first one, at least I, from from my take, I, I heard a lot more background noise on that first mic than I did on the second mic. I could hear some mm. some editing, and you could hear a little bit of there's a little bit of something rumbling in the background. So it could have just been that was mm. there on the first mic that that wasn't there when she was recording the second time through. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough call. I mean, I think we all agree the second one sounded weirder. <laughs> it sounded it sounded weirder. Yeah, yeah. weirder was not in the marketing materials for that mic. <laughs> Sean, what do you think? Uh, I was thinking the first one was maybe like a nice entry level thing, like maybe the NT1. If it was a more expensive one, maybe like a TLM 102. But the second one, I don't know either. Like I was thinking an Audio Technica, either like a 2020 or the 875R. Wow. I, I, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go for like an odd one on the on the second one, and I've I've heard this on some. This just from my experience in the, in different people in the studio that 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 sounds like the second one sounded like the wrong person on a 416. Sounded like a voice that doesn't that doesn't work on a four sixteen. Um, that's what I would pick up from that from that second one, uh, based on kind of just the just the overall feel of it. Um, but you know, I could be totally wrong on that one. We'll see. I, I found that there was there seemed to be no dimension to either of those. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, they were just they were both very kind of flat. The first one was brighter than the second one, but you know, I'm I'm going to stick with the twenty twenty on the second one. But it could have been the first one too. All right, ready but, for the big reveal. But, yeah. So Lisa's first read was on a TLM 103, and the second was an AT or Audio Technica AT 4040. 4040, yeah. Cool. All right, you got to up your game on some of these. <laughs> so Sean was probably the closest, right? You thought it might be a 2020, so basically the big brother. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah, or you say, um, yeah, you say, yeah, no, yeah, I think you said a 102, didn't you? Like you said a TLM 102. Oh, yeah, for her yeah. other one? Oh, for, her, for, her other, for the first one. Oh, so mm -hmm. compared to a yeah, 102, I can, I can see that. fairly close, yeah. Yeah, the, yeah, 140 yeah. is a similar price point kind yeah. of it's a little bit cheaper than the others but um yeah the 44 is like a 300 dollar mic yep mm -hmm. the, the audio setting of mid those mics all have slightly weird mid mid upper mid ranges they all have kind of weird little things they're not very smooth um i think that one's the most neutral in that range like out of the, yeah. the 4040 the 4047 the 4050 and all that 4047s are, are really a it is a flattering mic especially on women i think it's a real nice one on women for her i would say if the third, if the forty forty is something you can let go of and you can make an upgrade, maybe try a forty forty seven. 
but she's got the 103, so is that really an upgrade? Mm-hmm. Or a side grade, yeah. Side grade. <laughs> You know, and how and how is she adjusting for her room and stuff like that? I didn't, you know, there was definitely some things she could have played with there to make it sound a little fuller. Yeah, I would say experiment with room acoustic treatment and mic placement both a little bit, starting with placement, obviously. It costs nothing. And um, <laughs> and then go from there. But um, nothing bad there. Just the second one just was less. just didn't work. It's a little man. reason. Yeah. I should note, I asked everybody to send these raw, and I assume they did. I didn't really check that closely, but they all they all look some like they were raw. Some of them are, yeah. I did normalize a little bit to try and level out some of the levels that were not matching, so that's the only thing I did to them. But other than that, they should be raw. All right, so we're halfway home. That means four more left. We're going to go next to Ken Foster, and here is Ken. At Freecom, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. All right, well, studio. Let me tell love you a little bit about Ken's line. studio before we start, because I do know his studio. He records in a whisper room, a big one. It's either 8 by 8 or 8 by 10 so... It sounds big. You yeah. can, it sounds big. Dan, you said you wanted to play back that one again? I would love to hear that one again, because yeah, there was a slight change in there, and I'm like, mm, what's going on? I can do that. On? I don't even need a reason. Here we go. Thank you. At Freecom, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. Hmm. The second mic was noisier. It sounded yeah. like maybe that was a tube mic. And he was um, close to it. In a weird pattern, like a figure. Maybe it was a weird pattern. I don't know. It was the second one was weird. <laughs> the first one was way more natural. The first yeah. one I, more I, I thought the first one was a little muddy, not like the, the ones mm -hmm. earlier. It was uh there was not a whole lot of separation between the mid you know, between the low and the high. The mid was seemed to dominate in that. So yeah, it was definitely mid forward. Yeah, like yeah, it was more yeah. mid forward. Yeah, what kind of like I mean, that. compared to the second one, it was better, but I still didn't think either of them were awesome. But mm -hmm. Tim, yeah, yeah, I, I, I like the. I think what I liked in this first one, I liked the kind of the tone in the first one, but I heard a lot of space. I heard a lot of the booth, and it makes it make sense if he's got something that big. You know, I think it, it's maybe maybe he's trying to compensate by being too close to that or something. I'm not really sure what you know what what that was, but I think it it if it, it felt like it was just he's like one turn of the dial from being really dialed in on that in that space if you just figure out kind of what it is but he's just a little bit either off or maybe in the wrong side of the room or if it's that big of a room he's got a lot of space to work with in there and maybe mm. he's just you know he's losing some of that in the other in this space but i think i thought the sound of his voice on that first one was was acceptable it's something you know but it needs a little bit of just a little bit of dialed in and the second one yeah it was just like it, you could just hear the sizzle on that second one this the 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 self noise on that second mic on this one, a little bit of something white noise in there. Yeah, I, you know, so 
with that, I you know I'd look at the second one and I might I'm I'm thinking something like an SM uh, an SMB. Oh, an SM7B, oh, yeah, like yeah. a dynamic mic? An SM7B, because yeah. it was an elevated noise. Because he was high. really close yeah. to it. and Yeah, the yeah. Noise, and True. So. It was very different from the first one, character-wise. So yeah. like, it could be yeah. one's dynamic, one's condenser, yeah. Well, it, it's even kind of similar to self-noise. I had like I had an older Apogee, one of their mics, um, not the hype mic, but the, one of the previous ones that I had, and it had a lot. It had that very similar kind of sizzle self-noise to it, which just doesn't work. Obviously, <laughs> for what we're doing. So, Sean, any guesses as to models? You, you almost nailed it, the last one. What do you think? Ooh. Uh, oh, I actually see. told you one of these, didn't I? I, I accidentally <laughs> gave away one of these, so never mind. But what do you think of the overall sound? Let's see. Um, pretty similar to what everyone said. I thought the second one just sounded thinner, um, less pleasant on his voice. He sounded to me like he was working it closely on both. So, like, the first one wasn't quite as clear as I wanted it to be, but it still sounded better than the second. Gotcha. All right, so a big reveal. His first read was on an Earthworks Ethos, which I'm not terribly Dude. familiar with. I mean, I know the brand, but I haven't heard a lot of them. And the second one was a 416. He's using it too close. Something, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's an Ethworks. There's a, oh, you're using one Earth right Works. now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Now, that, that 416 does not sound... It does not sound like a 416. I mean, it, something does not... Something's not right in, with, in there with I that 416. Counterfeit ones. May yeah I mean it, it uh, 416 I mean I've never heard like self noise like that on a 416 and we all we all picked it up right I mean we all heard that mm -hmm. we all had the same thing right yeah what interface yeah. that one Paul? Yeah, do you know anything about the rest I of the I don't year? know what interface he uses no okay but mm. Ken Ken is a listener and actually has been a co-host on occasion so okay he'll probably hear yeah. this and uh yeah Oh, crap. <laughs> go down the rabbit hole <laughs> yeah the 416 in that case was uh either a combination of things, either damaged, um, a knockoff, yeah, um, bat really poorly placed, combination of them. It, it was just not. I mean, I mean, none of us in any way identified as that no. four sixteen. So something ain't right with that mic. Yeah, interesting. Yep. Well, Ken, hopefully you're not sorry you contributed, but maybe I <laughs> get some help <laughs> in adjusting the studio. I mean, yeah. it was quite a few years ago, but there was. I remember somebody buying several. Yep counterfeits mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. selling them to some friends because he's like i found a great deal and then egg on the face when we found out that they were counterfeit uh that was mm. 10 years ago probably. yeah so those yeah. are maybe floating around out there oh, maybe, yeah yeah all right next on our list is marisha tapera uh let's play marisha's two reads at 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. All right. <sighs> Sibyl and yeah, Sibyl, Sibyl, yep. on both counts. Um, absolutely, yeah. The second one was sibilant in a more tolerable way to me. Like the mm -hmm. first one was yeah. a little bit more uh, not complimenting of her S's. Yeah. She also, to... yeah, and she also changed her position because she got a lot closer and a lot quieter. Notice that. Mm-hmm. Oh, maybe it can make yeah. a difference. I mean, you, oh, you know, what, how you're projecting can change the characteristics of the mic considerably. Well, and and siblings, and like definitely siblings. Push on S's and stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, I don't think either were bad, but um, I mean, if I was just picking a mic to use on her today, I would probably pick the second one just on completely face value. But as yeah. to what mics, boy, I I, uh, I came out of the gate nailing it. There's no way I'm going to nail do that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not guessing. I'm not guessing. I don't know. Yeah, I got. I got. I I had like I. I said civil on both. I had like the first one was like kind of like a dull 416. Again, so so you know that kind of becomes almost you're talking about possibly it, but it wasn't dull like the Cinco. It wasn't mellowed out like that. And then that, and the second one, the Sibylin, I said it was more mellowed out, but it was very interesting because I kind of had the opposite reaction to you, George. Like the more I listened to it, the more I thought the Sibylin started to get become more prominent yeah. through that second one. At first, I was like, oh, this is really nice. It's much more mellow. And then the Sibylin, it hit differently. It was, yeah, you heard the same thing, Dan, right? Yeah, it was just... I it, did. Can you play yeah. it again? And this time I'm going to wear the yeah. headphones that, that um, Tim <laughs> Oh, the bed. The, the bed. <laughs> Let me know when you're ready. Because these are definitely different headphones. And yeah, yeah. Very, yep. and, I, and I've been wearing these Austrians more and more, mm -hmm. and these are more bright. Gotcha. And now that I've switched back to the buyers, whoa, they're different. Yeah, them plugged yeah. in. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let yep. me hear the same. Right, uh, let me go hear again. it again on these. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. Yeah, and on second listen, mm -hmm. the sibilance in both is different. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it is different. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which may give a clue, but... This one really <laughs> surprised me, I have to say. I really like the I first one better, and I was shocked when, when I heard the results. You guys ready? Or do you want to, any more comments before we do I, that? I got, um, I got I was, nothing, man. <laughs> I, I was going to guess uh, the AT875R again for the first one. And then, if I remember right, I think she has a Sennheiser MK4 for the second one. <laughs> All right. That, so That would make sense, actually. I'd say, yeah, I'd say the same thing. The MK4 would make sense, yeah. Okay. Actual results. The first one is an AT2020 digital, so a USB oh. mic. <laughs> <laughs> and the second is a TLM102. Ooh, close. Wow. Yeah, it's it's different sibilant. On that second one is almost it's it's a less enjoyable sibilant. The first one is almost an enjoyable sibilant. <laughs> the second one is 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 very, very interesting. But that but that makes sense. A one oh two. Yeah. That's yeah. why I changed headphones because like Tim's like yeah. the sibilance is and you know, the way these two headphones re reproduce treble is a little different. So yeah, yeah. these sound a little smoother. Yeah. Um, but the, yeah, it's I I Ooh, that was that one really threw me off. But it's interesting the MK4 being a stand-in maybe for the 102. I would not be in any way shocked if those mics on, internally were the same mic. Oh yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. Oh yeah, yeah, I see. Yeah, it could be because they're both Sennheiser Neumann company and. What do you call it, Sean? The TLM 101 and a half. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> 101.5. That would be. I mean, I don't know if anybody's gotten to hear those two mics back to back, an MK4 and a 102 on the same voice. But I bet I bet they are. Darn similar. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, next up on the list is Mike Norgard. I will tell you, Mike records in open room as well. It's well treated, but he does not have a booth. It's a an open room that he uses as a studio. And here is Mike's Reads. At 3Com, we provide cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. 
From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. Paul, can you double-check that you're in original sound for musicians on? Says that. Off? Says it up okay. top on the left. Just going to say, because they were both very similar and both didn't have much top end at all. They were kind of <laughs> both on the dull side, so I was like, hmm, that's weird. Yeah. I find it fascinating that they keep changing mic technique depending on the mic. <laughs> it does seem that way, doesn't it? Um, it does seem that way, yeah. A little bit, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they were both a little bit lifeless on the top. They didn't have much... Mm you know articulation and they weren't bad just not great the second but one similar. was better yeah the second one was uh, yeah 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 neither of them was fantastic and they it seemed like it was either the voice was either compressed or he was really trying yeah. to put the low end on his voice instead of trying to sound natural plus there was a plosive in there which means he's still not using it right yeah yeah, and, and then that, that second one seemed like it changed halfway through. The second half seems slightly different than the first half of the mm -hmm. on that mic two. Um, I said I, it's interesting because I, I said that I thought mic two sounded less natural to me. It sounded but, quite nasal yeah, to me. Something, uh, yeah. Mm. Um, and then the first one I said was a warm read, but it seemed like it was a bit close. But so it's kind of hard to tell if you know. Again, kind of you know yeah. what we've all said, which is like, is it mic or is it mic technique or is it space? Or is it just Mike in this case? It's just the mic. They, yeah. They yeah. all yeah, they all have yeah. something to do with sound. And and even it yeah. would be I, I don't know if you've done this and next time you should, but you should have somebody send in two reads with the same mic. I was just thinking just that actually with yeah. the placement and really mm. test us to see what we think. Because right, yeah. that, again, that will make a dramatic difference and it yeah. will show, throw you off. You know, so mm. Well, why don't you reveal, because this is painful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Mike's first microphone was an Audio-Technica AT897, which is a shotgun mic that... Hmm. It's, the, it's like $300, version? Um, like kind of an upgraded AT875R. Yeah. Okay. It's a little bit longer. It's an older version. I don't think they make them anymore. But uh, okay. that Not was bad. the first one. I was going to say Cinco D2 as well, but it was it's, a yeah. little bit nicer sounding than the Cinco mm -hmm. D2. So that was one. The second one was a MKH416 or 416. I'm going to chalk that one up to placement. It sounded like yeah. he was trying to sound, he was trying to yeah. compensate for mouth noise by being a little bit too far off axis or something. Sounded, yeah. It, just was, it, lost the, it lost the signature sound of the 416. Yeah, you got to use, yeah, use a 416 right. I mean, there's... Yeah. There's yeah. a way to use it, and if you go off axis or something like that, it's, you're going to lose part of what it does. Yeah. Yeah. So they're, they're, that can be good, but that's still, it's like the reason yeah. you use that mic, in my personal opinion, is because you want that sound. Hmm. If you don't want that sound, it doesn't, I mean, yes, that's fine. You can play with mic technique, but I don't know. It's just such a characteristic sound to it that uh, when you get off target, it definitely doesn't, doesn't give you that sizzle. Doesn't yeah. give you the, doesn't give you the je ne sais quoi. Yeah, wow. and, and and it's like what it's like. It's being off target. It's because that is very much. It is such a small, really sweet zone that you have to be in to make that four sixteen work. Um, you know, and and we, we we I used it here for years as my only microphone for like everything narration podcasts. And if you get the right, it would always take a little bit longer for somebody who's never been on it to to get to get them to get them really dialed in. But once you get it dialed in, 
it sounds phenomenal. It sounds it's it can sound great on almost almost anybody who comes in and uses it. But it's so easy to just to slightly drift a little bit off. I mean, I'm on the 416 right now, so you drift a little bit off and you kind of lose. You know, you get you get a little bit of that. Doesn't take much. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we come to our last submission. This is from mm-hmm. Mr. Brad Highland, and here are his two reads. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. At 3Com, we combine cutting-edge development and research with international support and service and world-class manufacturing facilities. From your neighborhood grocer to global enterprises, 3Com products and services provide resources to users nationwide. All right. Well, Brad, we have to break wow. it to you, but acoustics are your major enemy here. Yes. You're yep. fighting acoustics yep, 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 yep. here. Mm-hmm. Brad is definitely in an open room. Um, I think he yeah. does do some treatment or he does some. Uh, do you think um, it's an open? Are you sure it's an open room? Yeah. Positive. It's not, it's really? not a booth. Yeah, but yeah. he's There's he's getting bounce off of his desk or or something, yeah. or something like that. Something sounds very yeah. hollow in there. It was a little better on the second one, but mm-hmm. but still very prominent. And I think any engineer would go, you know, you got well, like like us would say, hey, yo, yeah, fix yeah. acoustics, like George <laughs> said. It was pretty. I mean, clear. My, my my first reaction was the first one was a four sixteen in a big room, and he was just standing like five feet away. That's what it sounded that. like. You know, yeah. that's what it sounded like. Um, and the second one, I just, I couldn't, I don't know. I just, again, I, it was just flatter. It was flatter, but you still have, you know, you still have this room to compete with. And that's tough to compete with. You know, I mean, we, we all know it's, you know, you can have a great sounding mic in a bad space, you know, it's still going to not going to sound great. You know, your space is going to spaces, as you said, is going to, what you're fighting against here. Sean, Sean? what'd you think? Let's see for er, like you guys heard the room in both. I thought the second one felt a little bit more intimate, more present, but. I'm not sure what that one is, though. <laughs> like, if we have like a more expensive one than the 416 or less, but I, I, I preferred I, the second one. I said an NT1 for the second one. That's for some reason it, it it felt like an NT1, but I but the more I listened to it, the less it kind of felt like that. I just put down my first reaction to it. So, well, why don't I just tell you what they were? <laughs> Let's hear it. <laughs> Big Let's reveal. It. <laughs> first one, NT100, Rode NT100, or sorry, 1000, NT1000. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Really. And second one, 416. 416. I, I would have, I think yeah. all of us were thinking 416 on the second one. The 1000, I'm not familiar with it at all. Has anyone used that before? I mm-hmm. had that I, years I think ago. it's like a two. Yeah. Let's see. It, well, it, it's no, it's it's a weird one. It's actually an electric condenser, meaning that it uses a battery or not. Mm. You can put yeah. a nine volt battery in there or you can use it without. I They were one, one of my earliest small diaphragm condenser mics that I had back in the, when I was getting started. Because they're affordable and versatile. They even yeah. had like a weird thing you could change out a little filter cap that went over the the capsule and it would change its response from I think cardioid to hyper. Huh. It was an odd mic. It's not a bad mic. Interesting. It's like yeah. it's actually one that you'll see show up here and there, and you're like, that's a weird mic, but people still like it. It's not a bad mic, but it's gonna have a higher self-noise for sure than a lot of other mics can be noisier. Um, it wouldn't be a great choice, but it works. It's not my favorite. But it shows how the how the acoustics can overshadow the, you know, the characteristics of the mic. And, that's, uh, I, yeah, as soon as I heard the the mid range mm-hmm. bump, the comb filtering, 
it just, it was, to me, it was so distracting. I just sort of stopped, I cut, I actually kind of stopped listening to the second yeah. one. I was <laughs> like, I can't really tell what's going on here. Yeah. And, and again, a 416, it doesn't sound like we think it's like, I think it should. Doesn't yeah. sound like, you know, a 416 in a space like that, if again, you know, would, I would expect, I would expect a little more, a little less noise. I don't know. It's tough to tell. I just would expect something, yeah. something different. Well, that's the end of our submissions. Um, by way of wrapping up, oh. I'd like to just ask a couple of questions. We'll go over, I'll go over the list one more time so you have it fresh in your head. But I'd like to know, one, if you think any of the mics could be a sub for each other. Two, if there are any surprises. And then three, if there's any mics you completely throw out. So on the list, again, uh, in no particular order, 416, Cinco D2, SM58, AKG414, TLM102 and 103, AT4040. AT2020 digital, NT1000, and an AT897. So I'll just go around the, our Zoom room here. Dan, are there any that surprised you? Are there any you think would be a stand-in, a good stand-in for each other between the price points and any that you think just shouldn't be used ever? Uh, well, there was a couple. Well, clearly the 2020 uh, USB is, you know, that's great for a podcast, but I wouldn't use it for voiceover. I mean, we know a lot of people, you know, who are starting will use that. Um, but any one of those, I mean, there was the, a couple that just didn't sound good. I can't remember. I mean, you know, yeah, the 58. 58, I mean, we're saying. Uh, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, the 102, there was stuff that was a little sibilant. Um, but, you know, we couldn't get the 414. Because it didn't sound like a four. I mean, a lot of these didn't sound with the normal characteristics that they usually have, and a lot of that had to do with acoustics and mic placement. Which you know, these are these are two of the keys to getting good audio: is your mic placement and uh, and the acoustics in your room. So those are things you you need to pay attention to. So I wouldn't necessarily you use a four sixteen. You use a four sixteen right, you'll be fine. George, how about you? What are your parting thoughts? Yeah, I mean, I would throw out the 58 for VO. I mean, it, it, in a pinch, it works, but it's not. not. And this field of mics, it was the last, the lower. The, the Cinco D2, um, you know, travel mic, throw it in your bag. Don't care if it gets broken or damaged for $200 as much as a $1,000 mic. But yeah. it's way behind the others in terms of fidelity and detail and articulation. Um, the 4040 wasn't that great and flattering to me. For whatever reason, just didn't work well. 414 seems like something was just set wrong on the mic to me, maybe. Um, it, could, it could sound a lot better. And the, the 102 just the 102 and 103 just are good mics, but what they cost, they're just not a good value. Like there's, there's so many good mics in that price point, or even for half the price that we didn't hear to hear today. Yeah. Like I was hoping to hear, I was hoping to hear Road NT1 and a one. Yeah, I'm surprised. We did not hear an NT1, and that's right. surprising because that's a really good mic. Ubiquitous, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> or even a Harlan Hogan VO1A, which has yeah. been around for years, and I've put up against a U87 in a couple of tests, and it compared very favorably. They're not identical, but, yeah. you know, so there's a lot of affordable mics that were not in this test, um, but um, as the first four, three or four samples, the two were starkly different, so yeah. there was no standing in. The first, I feel like the first or second female voice actor we heard those two, two were very similar yeah well it was a what were the two was it a 40 40 and then a what uh, and lisa the second female voice was no, a 40 40 and a 43 yeah okay yeah so i think the 103 the 40 40 is a 
pretty good stand-in for a 103 at a third a third of the mm-hmm. price. Because the 30-30, I think a 40-40 is like 300, and a 103 is about 1,200, so maybe a quarter of the price. Mm-hmm. 30, 40-40 is a, that, maybe those are the most similar in terms of I want a, I want an affordable budget backup or an alt, I, in my opinion, out of all everything we heard today. No, I agree. Like uh, that was what surprised me is that I wanted the expensive ones to sound better than they did. The 103 and the 416. Yeah. Yeah. So, what do you think? Jim? It was great hearing so many 416s. I loved that we had so many, so yeah. everybody could hear how drastically different that mic yep. will sound when mm-hmm. used by in different ways, different placements, and in different spaces. Right. There's yeah. this misnomer of that mic is that well, use this mic because it will negate the room and it will take out the room noise and. It's not true at all, and it still has a lot of technique that's required to get it to yeah. to sound right. It's it's not a definitely not a good starter mic um, mm. because it takes a lot of technique to make it to really hone in on that on the right sound on that mic. You it's know, not so a magic it's, wand, George. No, <laughs> but yeah, it was a great test, and I think everybody should listen to this today yeah. and review it and listen and yeah. listen to it critically. Listen to it on two different pairs of headphones, mm. and then try to figure out how many times throughout the test I switched mics, which I switched the last. I switched <laughs> them. I saw you switch a couple times. Four yeah. or five <laughs> times in the last ten minutes. So yeah, and I did. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loving this this MA50 I'm, I'm I've been using. Uh, yes. It just well, that's the Mojave. The, right? the Mojave one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. lesser yeah. known but very good nice. sounding. Is that a five hundred ish dollar mic? The five hundred. It's probably about five hundred, but you mm-hmm. know, value-wise, I I'm, I'm thrilled with it. I mean, you're getting yes. a U.S. mic, where the designer of the mic is right here in 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 North Hollywood. You know, yeah, yeah. He, you know, and he and got like, his hands on it last week. So he had his hands on it. Nice. Had an issue. He was like, yes. he, knew, he fixed it on the spot. You know, and like, that's great. There's something when you live in a town where the mics are made and you can talk to the designer and. There's uh-huh. something kind of magical about that versus like a German mic or a Japanese mic where it's just some factory yeah. and there's no yeah. connection to there's something kind of cool about that. Mojave's been always in they've always had a hard time competing <laughs> against all these the big three, yeah. maybe or big four, you know, but they always yeah. are impressive for, for what they cost. Yeah. yeah. And what's also interesting is that again, a lot of the stuff is d- uh, produced to create music. And, uh, you know, and their uses like a, like a 102 is usually for a saxophone or something along those lines. Uh, so it has those characteristics. We're always, we're just borrowing these technologies and these different mics and applying it to our use for voiceover. And, uh, that's why, you know, this, the, the, uh, studio condenser mics generally are the best, you know, when you, when you go to an NT1 or, or a 103 or something along those lines. And that's why they're so popular. I'm but the first. Gonna- the 416 is, you know, yeah. definitely gives you, if you know how to use it, it, it can be very powerful. Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to in any way imply that I'm impartial because the, both the mics I'm talking to right now are free. We're free. <laughs> I did not buy either of free these. Free is the best price. But this is the, uh, this is, and they're both being processed. So all, all yeah. of this with a grain of salt, uh, this is the Earthworks and it's an amazing, amazing mic. It's so unique. It's a mic, it's a small capsule, very small capsule mm. mic. It can be used for broadcast, podcast, even VO. I think it has the, the detail and the quality and the low noise. It's just a very weird and versatile mic at 400 bucks. And then the nice. Austrian Audio OC818. This is really the spiritual successor to the 414, designed by mm. the same people, manufactured mm. on a lot of the same 
tools. It's another, another interesting microphone, and that's this microphone right here. Um, I tried to get them EQ'd similarly, so you wouldn't know I was switching them, but they're a little—they're definitely a little different. But anyway, plugging a blind test today. within the blind test. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Paul. Did you know Voice One Two Three, the largest online marketplace for voice actors, just celebrated its 20th year anniversary? Whoa! Really? That's amazing. Doesn't really surprise me though. I've used Voice One Two Three since the beginning of my career. I remember way back in my first year where I booked a job as a hypnotist. I actually got to say, you are getting very sleepy on a radio ad. The whole thing was super easy. They even paid me right away for the audition and said that was all they needed. I've been a member of Voice 123 for years as well. I've always enjoyed their upfront policies, ability to contact clients directly, and their commitment to the voiceover industry. Totally. CEO Rolf Veldman has appeared on the show before, and in every interaction I've had with him and the company, I felt a sense of trust, like they really care. Well, if you want a great place to find your VO niche and find yourself as a voice actor, visit voice123.com for more information. Now, VO Meter listeners can also get 15% off premium tier memberships. For more information, visit our website and click on the Click Here to Save 15% banner on our sponsors page. Voice123, speak for yourself. In these modern times, every business needs a website. When you need a website for your voice acting business, there's only one place to go. Like the name says, voiceactorwebsites.com. Their experience in this niche webmaster market gives them the ability to quickly and easily get you from concept to live online in a much shorter time. When you contact voiceactorwebsites.com, their team of experts and designers really get to know you and what your needs are. They work with you to highlight what you do. Then they create an easily navigable website for your potential clients to get the big picture of who you are and how your voice is the one for them. Plus, voiceactorwebsites.com has other great resources like their practice script library and other resources to help your voiceover career flourish. Don't try it yourself. Go with the pros. Voiceactorwebsites.com, where your VO website shouldn't be a pain in the you-know-what. Well, Sean, because I've been That's... talking a lot, why don't you, you know, give everybody a chance to promote themselves more time and wrap up? Absolutely. So, gentlemen, any closing thoughts as well as anything you want to promote before we let you go? We'll start with you, George. Closing thoughts, get your rooms squared away. Get a sound check to start out your new year. Um, from Dan, Dan does what he calls the uh, specimen collection cup. If you mm -hmm. want another opinion, I do what's called sound check. That, I think all of everybody would benefit from starting yeah. out their year or ending out the year with that, just a fresh set of ears. You absolutely lose perspective over time over how you sound and what your sound mm -hmm. is. Your ears adjust to your sound, your ears adjust to your headphones. For me, changing headphones today was a very interesting thing. So it was a it yeah. was like changing glasses. It was like, whoa. Um, and then I readjusted, right? So it's it's that's what I'll, that's what I would leave it. Just get an engineer to listen to your audio and give you this kind of feedback that you that these folks got today because it's incredibly valuable and you know and you'll know what next steps you you want to look at and they may not be expensive they might be just move two two inches closer to yeah. your mic. yeah yeah <laughs> yep 
Yeah, I uh, yeah, I would agree. Of course, yeah, go over to the specimen collection cup, and 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 the thing is, is you can't guess if you really don't know what it's supposed to sound like it makes it very difficult for you to get the right choice in mic uh and you want to you, you want to create that somewhat full and 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 non uh you know non-sibilant and all those all those different things that'll cause problems which is was interesting listening to all of these is we were listening to the problems with each one of them and we didn't really hear any positives with a lot of them there was only a couple of mics that sounded really really good um uh, and again i you know it comes down to technique and acoustics and yeah. that sort of thing and that's why those are so important that's why we stress the acoustics of your room and learning how to use your mic properly but i've only said that about four times today yep 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 and then i i would just add you know for anybody and we see this a lot on on facebook is no you know if you do have a client that's going to if you have a problem, they don't approve your audio, know where to go, know where you can go in a pinch. Um, and you see, I see this all the time, not all the time. I see it frequently enough that people are like, all of a sudden I have to find a studio today. Where do I go? You should know what area you live in, know, know where you're at. And I'll give a, a you know a plug for the VORG, the voiceover resource guide now has a, a map of the United States with all of the voiceover studios that we have worked with on a map in the United States. So you can just look and see where a nearest studio is. But you got to know you got to know what's there because when it comes into a pinch, you can't be, you know, if you've got a twenty-four hour turnaround time, you're not going to be able, you know, we, you know, we'll be able to get on and help you out. But there's only so much we can do in in the same day or twenty-four hours at a time. You know, if it's a, if it's a space issue, we can't be, you know, we can't get you new, you can't get you new sound panels in there. We can't do that. If you have a problem with your mic, we can't fix that mic for you. If you've got, you know, some other noise that's coming through, so you know, as you know, know what your resources are, know where to go if your studio gets basically gets un not not approved which i've seen frequently in the last couple of weeks um I'm, I'm not sure if it's one particular producer people are working with that's being extra picky about the sound mm. um but it's been a frequent thing in the last couple of weeks of more people saying my studio has not been approved by a client and i need to get need to figure out a way to do that so great point i know one more, one more place to find studios <laughs> if you're already a source elements source connect license holder um, if you have an account, even and you, you don't even think you have to have an active license, but they have a ginormous uh, database of studios that are searchable by city and all that stuff. Mm. So that do yeah. doesn't necessarily mean they're great studios if they have Source Connect, but chances yep. are if they are using an own Source Connect, they're probably studios that pay pay extra attention to their voiceover uh, quality. So that's another good yeah. place to look if you're in a pinch. Awesome. Thank you for the sage advice, gentlemen. These guys are all paragons of voiceover audio, and any one of them is an excellent resource in their own right. So we are so happy to have you on the podcast. Thanks again for being so generous with your time. Our fun. I'm glad we pulled it off. It was great. Good yeah. job, guys. Thanks, Always everybody. great hanging out with our, our fraternity of audio guys. Yeah, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of the VO Meter. To follow along, visit us at www.vometer.com. We'd also love to hear your comments or suggestions for the show. Or if you have a questionable gear purchase, tell us all about it on our Facebook page or on Twitter at The VO Meter. <laughs>